G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Querying would start, the challenges would come, and they thought, what on earth are we going to do? And the reason the challenges and questions came up is that Isaiah chapter 53 seems to describe Jesus Christ to a T. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We're continuing our mission to identify Mashiach, and we've spent a number of programs learning about prophecies stating that Mashiach would be crucified. There are three in particular in the Old Covenant. We've looked at Psalm 22 and Zechariah 12 already, and we're about to start a look at Isaiah 53, but not just for that verse that mentions piercing, but so many other details about Mashiach and how he would suffer are covered in Isaiah 53. But before we do that, we're going to look at why Isaiah 53 is known as the Forbidden Chapter. Before I start, actually, I really need to just acknowledge that this research that we're going to do over the next uh, few episodes is by Dr. Itan Bar from One for Israel, and it's based on an article that he wrote called Isaiah 53, the Forbidden Chapter. So this is his research. He is such a smart man, and he is a Messianic believer. And he has this incredible ministry where he's trying to reach his fellow Jews. Uh, with the gospel of Jesus Christ to let them know that their Jewish Messiah is Jesus Christ. And it's a very difficult thing, as you can imagine. It's very, very well-known chapter to most Christians, of course. And I might add that for religious Jewish communities, it's very, very famous for them as well, for a different reason. Uh-huh. And that is that particular chapter throughout Jewish history, well, from the time of Jesus Christ, has been... Oh, controversial. It's been very challenging. But what happened is, is in history, there was a a gent by the name of Raphael Levy, and he admitted at the time, this is about the 17th century, that the rabbis were encountering a real challenge. With regard to Isaiah 53, because in synagogues all over the world, this is very much similar to what the Baptist Church does. They have a reading, a set reading every week that would take... Jewish congregations in synagogues all around the world through exactly the same chapters of the Bible. There'll be some history, there'll be some poetry, there'll be some prophecy. And so in the course of a 12-month period, they will have gone through the whole Bible together as congregations Mm, and as a people throughout the whole world, which is fantastic. So that means you could go back in history and pick any particular Shabbat in any particular year and you can know what they were actually reading on that particular day and what they were teaching, which is fine and well and good. But every single time they would get to Isaiah 53, then the question started, then the arguments would start, then the querying would start, the challenges would come, and they thought, what on earth Mm -hmm. are we going to do? And the reason the challenges and questions came up is that Isaiah chapter 53 seems to describe Jesus Christ to a T and what he suffered. And so they thought, well, we can't have Jesus as the Messiah, but we can't not 
have Isaiah 53, so what yeah. are we going to do? And they couldn't obviously just get rid of it. They can't just remove that chapter out of the Bible, can no. they? No, and here's the thing. They never did remove it from the Bible. That would have been anatomy to them. They could never have done that. But what they did do was remove it from the teaching and the reading schedule oh, right. in the weekly Torah portions. Okay. Okay, so they didn't remove it from Scripture. Yeah. They didn't deny its existence. They just didn't talk just about it. Just skip over it. Yeah, like Isaiah 53, whoop. And then we're on to Isaiah 54. Don't mention the war. Don't mention the war, right. <laughs> so that's what they did. And it was um, Raphael Levy who actually kind of endorsed this. Mm. And so if if there's no Isaiah 53, there's no controversy, there's no questions, and we don't have to constantly beat this drum that Jesus isn't the Messiah mm. every year. Yeah. I guess the other – you've mentioned uh, before also Rabbi Rashi. Yeah. Uh, who was further back in the 12th century. But yep. I know that he's oftentimes tried to relate these sort of messianic prophecies to say, yep. well, it's more looking at the nation of Israel. Yes. So, you know, he had this similar sort of thing of looking at Isaiah 53 and saying, okay, well, let's just try to apply that to the nation of Israel. But yep. obviously that sort of comes up with a few oh, problems. massive challenges. Doesn't it? But of course you do see, I mean, the children of Israel have faced some horrendous things over the years. I mean, it, just the Holocaust as being one oh, yeah. example of some of the, the tragedies that they face. So there are elements where you could say, okay, well, we can kind of see that in there, but on the whole, it's not going to fit, is it? No, and that's the thing. If you're trying to take, first of all, the context is a singular identity. It's talking about an individual, a singular person, the suffering servant. And, he, and Rashi tried to make it about the entire people, a whole mm. nation full of people. And you're right, you could look at the Jewish history and see so many attempts at annihilating them where they were hated and persecuted and driven out and um, and crushed. And yes, the pinnacle was the Holocaust. And they were like lambs led to the slaughter, which is what Isaiah 53 actually describes. Hmm. So you could. But at the same time, can I just say it's a stretch? It doesn't actually yeah. match. And also you've got this reality of the, like it talks about the suffering servant. Yeah. But also it talks about the righteousness of this individual and I mean, we've talked in previous programs of you know, the fact that Israel doesn't really come up as being righteous in the sense of their history. Yeah. It's uh, you know, very, very dotted with all sorts of uh, unrighteousness. Absolutely, because Isaiah 53 describes the suffering servant as being utterly righteous and pure. Mm. And yet, you know, you only have to give a very, very cursory reading of the Bible to discover that Israel was a reprobate nation mm. over and over and over and over again. So this idea of Israel being the suffering servant that's going to pay for the sins of the world, I'm afraid she had so many of her own to deal with that she really didn't have any righteousness of her own to sacrifice on behalf of the rest of the world. It just doesn't fit. But here's the other thing too is that when it's talking about the suffering servant, it actually starts to describe the suffering servant in the last half of Isaiah 52, probably about the last three verses I think from memory. And then all of Isaiah 53. So what I want to do in the next few programs is do a bit of a comparison of the verses in Isaiah 52, the end, and then Isaiah 53, compare them with the life of Jesus and what he went through, and then from there come to a conclusion about who the suffering servant really is. Because, again, you can't just discard this particular chapter in the Bible. Yeah, And I guess one thing just to pick up on that is that the Dead Sea Scrolls is another great oh, yeah. example of 
this chapter because the scrolls actually that were discovered had the entire book of Isaiah intact, didn't it? Absolutely. And I've been to the shrine of the book and I've stood in front of this replica of the scroll of Isaiah, which is complete. And the truth is, is that this is the oldest manuscript we have. So to tr- again, the, the Jews didn't take Isaiah 53 out of the Bible and destroy it. They simply have hidden it away and they don't talk about it. But when the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered and I, the, the scroll of Isaiah was opened, there it is. Mm. The end of Isaiah 52 and Isaiah 53, it's right there. You can't escape it. So because you can't escape it, you really have to examine it to find out who or what the suffering servant actually is. And we'll do that over a few programs. So join us next time as we start that, looking at the verses beginning in Isaiah 52 and right through Isaiah 53 and comparing what Isaiah described with what the New Covenant documents say about the life of Jesus. That's next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 